What's going on, everyone? AJ here, host of the My Journey Entrepreneur Life podcast. Really excited to announce that I have uh, my buddy, Aunt McKee, on the episode today. He is the brother of B. McKee, um, a rapper from my hometown, Satterton. Really excited for you guys to... Uh, you know, listen to this episode, hear how uh, Ant is helping his brother, you know, grow as a rapper and the challenges that he's faced in his life, which is pretty insane <laughs> after I, I listened to all of them and how he's more importantly overcame them. So uh, really excited for you guys to listen and uh, let's just jump into it. Yo, bro. What's good, man? Yo, how you man. doing? I'm doing good. How dope is this app? I like this app a lot, actually. I was looking through it the other day. Yeah, man. It's really dope. I really mess, I really mess with it because, like, you don't have to be physically there to record anything, you know? Yeah, this app's dope. Yeah. So, I had your bro on here. He killed it. Really fun. Okay, okay. Um, he definitely gave his his two cents on his journey and whatnot. Um, your journey is obviously totally different. Um, yes. <laughs> you're a hooper and everything, so, you know um when he told me you guys were kind of teaming up and doing some big things i was like well definitely got to get you on board to hear how you pivoted and got to where you're at now no All problem good. no problem All right, cool. so, yeah, yeah, no yeah problem. just tell tell everyone a little bit about yourself kind of like you know your first love obviously i think was basketball and um mm-hmm. how you kind of pivoted from that and then decided to you know help your brother out and get to where you are now Okay. So yeah. Wow. So that's, that itself is like a whole <laughs> long story. So the best way to sum it up is probably about, um, I was just an athlete period. So mm-hmm. I just like sports period. For sure. Um, I didn't take basketball seriously until about eighth grade. Um, I went to Wissahickon middle school. Uh, we had a real good class my year. It was me, a guy named Austin Ford and Gordon Bentley. Uh, we were a real big deal in that Montgomery County area in middle mm-hmm. school. So our seventh grade year, I didn't take basketball seriously at all. I was just like, hey, I'm going to do the team because I played football, I played soccer. I For did sure. everything. So we ended up going undefeated. And the funny thing was, like, we had, like, a little middle school gym. I don't know if you've ever been to West Higgins Middle School. Nah. But um, probably seats about, like, 200 people maybe. When I'm telling you about a third game, like, we had 200 grown <laughs> men in the seats coming to watch us play. That's crazy. So, so everybody was like, oh, okay, this is something. So um, at that time, there was no playoff system in middle school. Yeah. You play 12 games and it's over. I guess whoever has the best record is the champion yep, or whatever. Yep. So, yeah, so it was so crazy that they made a playoff system just for us. Like, that started my year. Wow. Right. So they made a playoff system with a championship and everything. We ended up, funny story, we ended up losing in the championship. We went undefeated. We lost in the championship to PW. Oh, my <laughs> Right. So then we came back. So that summer, I was like, okay, I, it's, a, it's official. I played a little bit of AAU that summer. So I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to mm-hmm. play basketball. So my eighth grade year, we came back with a vengeance. We went 12-0 and again, won the championship. Uh, that's how I got started in basketball. Um, ended up going to Wissahickon High School for a little bit, transferred to PW. That yep. was a whole story in itself. Yep. yep. Um, where it starts getting a little interesting is um, my senior year, I had a couple of Division One offers. I never really told this story. Um, I decided to go D2 because I thought that was my best chance to play right away. Right. A lot of people were telling me to do prep school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I didn't really know how that worked. I mean, right. I'm the class of 2013. Um Right now, the kids are really lucky because they have information. They know how everything works. 
back in our days, like you yeah. kind of had to be on the inside to yep. know how all that stuff worked. I didn't know what prep school was. Yep. I didn't know any of that stuff. So I was just like, I'm not going to high school hey, again. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel you on that, man. I, I had the same issue. Like, uh, you know, all that, a lot of my friends were telling me to go to prep to develop my body for a year and stuff. And you're young and you just don't really like, think about that stuff nor do you know anything about it now it's yeah like, i was clueless now now it's just like <laughs> what you're not going to prep <laughs> it's like so i decided goes, yeah, yeah. But keep i going. decided not to do that uh i went to east stroudsburg university mm-hmm. so um you know how the recruitment yep. goes they thought i was a division one athlete well i was i had division one offers so um they were they were telling me all the good stuff you know oh yeah of course so, so yeah because uh, they didn't think they were going to get me so they were like, yeah, you're going to come in here. You're going to play right away. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Um, so when I committed, they were actually shocked, kind of. They were like, oh, okay. Right. So <laughs> I committed there. So when I get there, um, shout out to East Stroudsburg. <laughs> um, when I got there, I realized, like, oh, oh, shit. Like, it's a bunch of people just like me yep. who had D1 offers who turned them down to come here. It was mm-hmm. like 15 of us. So that uh, if you look at it, if you look it up, that 2013, 2014, that East Stroudsburg team was the best East Stroudsburg oh, team yeah. ever. You guys were crazy. I remember we went that 32 year. and one. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that year. You guys were killing it. Yeah. The funny thing was we used to make the joke that we had three starting fives. <laughs> <laughs> like our third string, which I was a part of, we could have been our own separate team. Wow, that's crazy. That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. All right, so then that, that, that was obviously going well. Did you hear me? Way. Yeah, somebody called me. Oh, okay. You're good. All right. So it was going well in a way, and then what happened? Oh, I'm obviously frustrated because in my mind, I'm young, and in my mind, I'm like, I'm a division uh-huh. athlete. Why am I coming off the bench at a D2 school? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I decided I was going to transfer in high school, and it worked out for me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just do the same thing I already did. Um, yep. happened to be the worst decision of my life. Uh, so well, I transferred, I had two offers on the table. I had Chestnut Hill college and I had Bloomsbury university, mm-hmm. uh, Chestnut Hill college. The coach really wanted me bad. Great guy. Um, yeah. Uh, his name's Jeff, Jesse, right? Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. Yeah. yeah great, great. So he wanted me really bad. Uh, he was calling me every day. He wanted <laughs> to get me over there. Me. I'm, Listen, you'll get to go throughout this podcast that, like, my basketball career kind of failed because of just situations that I made that had nothing to do with basketball. Right. So, right. so, <laughs> so um, yeah, I was uh, – Chestnut Hill wanted me bad. Um, I took a visit to Bloomsburg. They kind of gave me that, like, I could care less if you come here attitude, right? Yeah, they gave me the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I ended up committing to Chestnut Hill, verbally committing. Mm-hmm. So Bloomsburg called me back after I verbally committed and was like, hey, like, you know what? We'll offer you now. I decided to decommit and go to Bloomsburg <laughs> just because the campus was better. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> Sounds about right. Chestnut Hill is <laughs> like Chestnut Hill's like a, like a middle school. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was no, saying no, when no I was offense, like, listen. No offense to anyone at Chestnut Hill. Okay. It's like it reminds me of Goldie Beacom. It was like the same size. It was like the smallest school in the world. I definitely should have went there. Yeah, man. But, yeah. but yeah, I fell in love with the Bloomsburg campus. So I was like, okay, cool. So I get over there. So um, 
I was like guaranteed a starting spot. I was like solidified over there. I probably would have been like one of the highest scorers of all time at Chestnut Hill if I went there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I so I go from that type of situation to go to Bloomsburg where I'm fighting for a spot for like a, a senior guard. You know John Riles. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was the starting guard over there. So they were trying to make me and John Riles compete for a starting oh, spot. My. So what ended up happening was we had a real intense training camp. He didn't want to pick a player, so we ended up moving John to the two and me at the one. Okay. So I ended up starting. Um, like I said, bad decisions. So I ended up getting in trouble. Mm. Like as soon as I got there, um, I got into a little problem with the dorms. Uh, I was roomed with the CA, and I had the bright idea to um, have alcohol oh. in my in my dorm Right, right. So, yeah, the CA found that. So, I got suspended the very first game. That's so crazy. I, like, I came there on a bad note. Okay, so how, how'd, you, how'd you, like, bounce back from that? Um, Yeah, I was in the doghouse. So I was just like, I, I got to play my way out. Right, right. So, so, I come back the next game, have a really good game. So, the funny thing is, if anybody pays attention to, like, D2 ball or, like, the PSAC or whatever, yeah. um, that ESU team – that I was with last year, they came back returning everybody. Oh. So they were like set. They're the number one team again. Yep. And then the preseason rankings, we were like, there's eight teams in our division. They ranked us at six. Mm. Okay. So we won that game that I was suspended. We came back. We won six games in a row. So we're six and oh. Okay. East Stroudsburg lost the game. So they're like five and one or four and two. Okay. So at this point, they're still ranked number one just because they're East Stroudsburg, but they got us at number two right now. Okay. So we're all feeling ourselves. Everything's going good. Okay. So the seventh game is East Stroudsburg at East Stroudsburg. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in there. We're pumped up. So the funniest thing ever, like my coach is in the locker room. My coach, I'm not going to say his name, yeah. but if you know Bloomsburg, you know the coach's name. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything about him. I'm not going to say his name. But um, if you know him, you know he doesn't talk to the players a lot. He's kind of like a laid back. Dude. Yep. He doesn't have much interaction with anybody. So this was the most he's ever talked to me since I've been there. So he's got me in the, he's got me, um, in the coach's room, giving them all their plays, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So I'm basically like an assistant coach in there. <laughs> so we're hype. We're like, okay, we got a good chance. So – it's a dog fight the whole game. I'm telling you, like, we're in there. Yeah. We're scrapping. It's rowdy. Yep. Um, it's a tie ball game. It's like 80 to 80 <laughs> with five minutes left to go in the second half. Right. This is why ESU is great. When I tell you, like, we're gas. We're giving it all we got. Uh-huh. They literally sub out their starters, put in a bench five who's fresh and rejuvenated, and Went on like a 15 to 4 run because we were gas. They just brought in fresh bodies yeah. and they ended up winning by like 12. Yeah. That's so crazy. we lost that game. So to us, we're in the locker room. We're thinking like, okay, cool. No problem. We just lost in the number one team, but like we can beat them and we play them again. Yeah. Our coach came in in the locker room with a whole different vibe. So like he was cursing us out, yep. blah, 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 blah. Yep. So it kind of like brought down the, uh, the morale, the morale yeah. like really bad. So then make matters worse is we went into finals week right after. Oh. So we had like a week stretch with no games or no practices. Oh, no. So we come back a week later, and he just had all – he's one of those guys who like sleeps in the gym, like drawing up plays, watching film. Yeah. 
So he's just that whole week making himself more mad and more mad. <laughs> so when we come back, he's like killing us, like suicides every yep. day, 16s, yep. like ran our legs into the ground. So like the morale started getting really bad around there. I'm not going to get into much detail, but we ended up losing 10 games in a row. Uh-huh. Right. So now we're like 10 and we're six and 10 now, bottom of the division. I end up losing my spot because he wants to shake things up. Mm. Um, we lose about four more games. Um, players come up on my behalf. Shout out to John Riles and Al Cien Santillas, my guys. <laughs> they end up going to the uh, coach because they're captains, they're seniors. They're like, hey, we got to get Ant back in the starting lineup. Right. My first game back in the starting lineup, I end up breaking my jaw. Oh, Oh, yeah. my, how the – oh, my. There is, like, a seven-foot guy on our team named Mustafa. I don't know if you know him or not. I don't think he's from Philly. Um, a, a rebound pops up. So, I'm waiting for the ball to come to me. Come to me. He goes to get it and, like, swings his elbow kind of oh. awkward, catching me right in the front, knocks my front three teeth out. Oh, shoot. Had to get my mouth wired. Oh, my gosh, yo. Yeah. That's, a, that's the craziest – like the craziest events that probably have happened to you in the past month. Exactly. It was almost like a sign to like, you know, you, there's something different. There's something exactly. else that you might have to focus on. So that, I guess, relay into your brother then? Yeah. So that takes me out that season. Long story short, I come back my junior season, end up getting plantar fasciitis in my foot. Oh. Get back from that, then get in a car accident. Oh. Junior season's Yo. over. Yo. <laughs> Right. Okay. So, so then what? <laughs> so then it's junior summer, and I'm not really feeling the vibe. Every player knows, like in the off season, where like you have your player meetings and you have the workouts, and you can just tell they're not feeling you anymore. Yeah. Right. So I wasn't feeling the vibes. So at the time, I'm like getting damn near a full scholarship at Bloomsburg. So I wasn't really paying. I was probably like paying like two thousand out of pocket yeah. every year, which is actually great for D two. Yeah. Um. So what I should have did was just like, you know what? Like, they can't kick me off. You know what? Just stay there even though I'm hurt so I can go to school for free. Yep. I let my ego get into it. Got uh, Kind of fell out with the coach and I quit. Mm. Right. Dang, so my whole, bro. Yeah. Okay. So my whole senior year, I wasn't even playing ball. Um, I kind of got into a rut. Like, I didn't know what to do with myself. It was right. like, I identified ball. myself as a basketball player. So I'm like, now, nah, like, what the hell? Do what I am do? I doing? Right. Yeah, I was in school, but, like, you know, I'm, like, I had good grades, but, like, I didn't really know what I was learning. I was more so doing it just to stay on the court. Uh I didn't have any internships, and I'm, like, I'm about to graduate in a year. So, it's, like, what the hell am I about to do? So, the weirdest thing ever is to go back in time um, around, like, when I was in eighth grade or whatever, my dad is a producer. Yeah, that's that's what your brother was saying. Yeah, we've always had a studio in the house. That's so cool, though. So I just used to be playing around in the house just rapping just because. Yeah. Like, why not? But, like, I was always too embarrassed to, like, put out any songs. Like, I had, like, hundreds of songs recorded, but I never put <laughs> any of them out. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. I was just, like, a basement rapper. Like, nobody ever heard my stuff except anybody who lived in our neighborhood. Right. Brandon. So I got, like, whole albums. Like, it's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, that's really crazy, yo. (laughs) So, Brandon just used to be there. Like, he just used to be there or whatever. So, uh, fast forward, I'm just in Bloomsburg uh, not doing anything. And I hear uh, Brandon's rapping. So, I'm like, what the hell? Because, like, I never – he just used to be around. He never tried to rap. Yep. So, I'm like, okay, cool. 
So I'm like, all right, cool. He raps, whatever. Um, he ends up putting out his first song, and like it goes crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I remember he calls me. He's like, nah, bro. Like I got something here. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't understand it because, I mean, technically Souderton's Montgomery County. Yeah. But I'm from, like, the lower part. So, like, I grew up in, like, Bluebell, yep. Plymouth, White Marsh, like, Norristown area. So, I've um, – Brandon moved to Souderton when I went to college. Right. So, while I'm in college, I've never been to Souderton. I don't know what it is. I don't know who <laughs> lives there. I don't understand it. Yeah, no one so, does. <laughs> yeah. So, when he's telling me he's blowing up, I'm like, where? Like, I'm in Norristown. I'm in Plymouth Meeting all the time. Like, I don't hear anybody right. playing songs. I don't. But he's like, no, like, I'm big in Souderton. I'm like, what the hell is Souderton? Yeah. So, so, he's like, nah, bro, I'm telling you. Um, I'm telling you, come, come down and see, like, just come to Souderton. So I'm like, okay. So I, I, well, it's like a break. It's a weekend. I'm not doing anything. I come down. Sure enough, I see like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, has something going. Okay. Yeah, that's so cool, man. Was it like some sort of show or something? Yeah. So basically, like, my dad rented out a venue and, like, the firehouse right across yeah. the street from our house. Yep. So he rented out a venue and he was like, the only person on the bill is like, Brandon. So I'm like, there's no way. Like, they're just coming to see you? <laughs> so. So I didn't believe it. I'm still like, nah, this shit's not about to happen. So I'm doing the tickets at the door. So I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, I'm like, hold on. It's like 100 people, 200 people, 300. I'm like, yo, what the hell? So yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. So then I believed them. So then that's when I took them serious. And I was like, hey, like, I do business management. So like all the little, like, like you rap, you do music and all that. So like all them little things that like you guys aren't taking advantage of and like how you don't know how to monetize anything. Right. I'm like, let me step into that role because like, I'm a real laid back person. I don't want to be in the spotlight. I don't need anybody knowing uh-huh. who I am. Like you do all that. Right. Let me just take care of the business. End. And then that's how that worked out. Isn't that crazy that like there was all these signs pointing to you that were like, yo, this basketball is just not what you're supposed to be doing. I ignore it all. Ignore it all. You know? And like, <laughs> look, it even started from your roots, man. Like your dad had the, uh, the studio in the house. And then, exactly. and then it was just a matter of time before, like, obviously you were making songs, but that probably inspired your brother. And then your brother starts and now you're helping him. And now you guys are like killing shit. It's crazy. It, how that it's thing crazy, out. man. I mean, but that's, that's, the, that's the point of the show. Like just to show people, you know, the ups and downs of life and how to overcome them. And you could, bro, the, the things you said to me, I mean, I had a college career, too. It was nothing like what you just said. Like, nothing. <laughs> like I, I didn't have any setbacks. Like, I had setbacks, but not like that. Yeah. You know what I mean, it was like you had back to back to back. And No, I couldn't catch a break. And I'm, I'm like, saying. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, yo, uh, not to get religious or anything, but I'm saying to myself, like, yo, God must right. not want me to play ball because right. I can hoop. Like, right. if anybody no, knows yeah. me, they're like, yo, you Ed can hoop. hoop. Yeah. But it's like. I just can't stay on the court if my life. That's what I'm saying, and it's just like not meant to be. And and when yeah. you, when it, like that takes courage to look yourself in the mirror and be like, yeah, this is this is just, isn't me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. So like, so you're obviously helping your brother right now, right? And you guys are doing your thing. And 2019 mm-hmm. is supposed to be that you know a good year for you guys. Um, mm-hmm. what, what what are your goals this year? What do you guys want to do? What are you guys trying to overcome? Any roadblocks? Um. Well, yeah, it's always roadblocks. So yeah. the funny thing is, so like after Brandon started rapping, there was kind of like a wave in like the little Saturday area. Well, I'll call it Bucks County, yep. the Bucks County area of like people rapping because when they saw them and it looked kind of instant, but 
when I tell you like rap is one of the I've always been in business. Like my dad's an entrepreneur. I've always been in business in some sort. Um, before basketball, during college, after college. So I'm always in the business. Like, when I tell you music is one of the weirdest businesses, like, oh, ever. It's, it's so weird. So, like, people think it's easy. Like, no. It, it's one of the cri- – it doesn't make sense to me, honestly. But we get it done. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I, I agree with you. I just don't I, – I think, I think people think a lot of things are easy. And I think whatever you're trying to accomplish, it's obviously never easy or else everyone would be doing it, right? Um, like, yeah. like for instance, I, I don't know if you know the dude. Um, he's just recently started blowing up, but he just had a song with Cardi B. The dude, I know him real well. He went to school. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, we were like, he, bro, he dropped the team. Like, he quit on us halfway through, like the year. He was oh, just, okay. He was just like, yo, I'm just gonna go rap. Like, we were, we we sucked. We were terrible. And I was, I was like, damn, man. Like, he's like our like second, maybe even best player on the team right now. And right. um. He just ended up quitting. He's like, yo, I just want to pursue this rapping thing. And I'm in my head, I'm like, yo, the chances of that happening is, is wild. Yeah, right? like <laughs> the chances of you making it in the rap, like rapping is crazy. And then like, you know, he had he had a song that kind of reminded me of like B's past right past right now. Like he had one thing right. that really blew up and it was doing well. But then there was like a year or two where um I didn't really hear from him. But mm-hmm. on the back side of it, he was he was just like working on his lyrics and like he started writing stuff for Kanye for like cardi b all of a sudden he started he's at kanye's release party i'm like yo what when did this happen yeah the funny thing is i was listening to him from back in the day and you actually put me on inadvertently (laughs) because that was back when like twitter was popping right like you and your sister bianca like kept talking about i'm like who the hell is yeah it's like i and like you were like you went to your school so i got clicked on the link i'm like oh this shit kind of hot yeah yeah like the one song oi was hot and like yeah that was my song right there yeah i'm trying to get him on the podcast he's just you know he's he's a celebrity now bro it's just like it's so hard and I didn't just, hear about him for like years, and I turn around and like he's on a song with Cardi B. I'm like, yo, what? yeah, and that's what I said, and that's that's why I was like, that's why I was like, yo, you know, let me get let me get B on this early, just right, in case right, something right. happens. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, it's definitely about yeah, to go that's down. What I'm saying. Yeah, so, it's definitely about so to go down. So this year, you want to do what? Like, what do you guys? What's your main? Goal? Okay. So yeah, like you were saying earlier, that's the biggest hurdle. That's what people for anybody who wants to be a rapper and be in music. Um, the beginning is the easy part because. When when you first come out, you're going to do views and clicks just off a of shock value alone. Like, yeah. oh shit, he raps now. Yeah. So like you like you're you're the new guy. The hard part is when you've been in it about a year and you're normal, and then you have like new acts coming in, like how to keep people's attention. So we kind of fell into like a dull little spot yeah, where like we were doing our numbers, but like it's hard to like stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Um, for 2019, basically we're just we're getting um we're getting a strategy and a plan that's going to be the biggest difference we were kind of just dropping stuff at random right. seeing what works testing the market right. uh we took a long break like he hasn't put out stuff for a while yeah we got st- we want to make it big this time um our focus is just kind of like separating the gap like okay brandon's not the same as these other rappers right. in this area it's a little bit of a difference and you guys are going to see that in the videos the features and stuff like that like we're playing with a little bit of a budget over here right so, so it's going about to get serious so you guys are obviously like developing focusing on developing the personal brand of who he uh-huh. is and separating yourself so when are when are we going to hear new music when are we going to see something new this summer uh this summer he's going to drop an album we're going to oh, he's going to drop okay. his debut album this summer 
And then starting around like late April, we're going to start giving, bringing out singles and videos back to back to back. We're going to flood the summer. Okay. I got chills. That's, bro. that's I got the plan. I got that's chills. definitely the All plan. Right. All right. So um, we're going to wrap it up here. So real quick, yeah. I always let everyone um, have an opportunity, maybe a minute or two, just tell people where they can find you, where they can find B, whatever it may be. But more, most importantly, any type of feedback or um, I guess, advice that you would give to anyone that might go into this industry or just start their own journey okay so first and foremost you can find me at um you can find me at ant mckee just a-n-t-m-c-k-i-e if you're looking for management um if you're looking to just do shows or anything you can contact me as far as that or if you just want to get on a song with brandon uh, you can link me on those. Uh, Brandon switches his Instagram all the time, but just type in B McKee on the search bar. He'll pop up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as advice for anybody, if anybody wants to get into this music game, my biggest advice to you would be, it's no set in stone strategy. You just got to be yourself. And you got to do your thing. And if you're authentic, it'll work. People told us what we were doing. Brandon wasn't going to work because he wasn't exciting. He doesn't sell drugs. He's not with guns in the video. They're like, nobody wants to watch it. He's just like a normal guy. But it worked. So you just got to be yourself. Don't try to perpetrate a fraud or anything. That's really crazy, man. He said the same exact thing you did. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. the amount of county kids that you'll see that you grew up with. All of a sudden, like they're gangsters. Now. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> that's, that's because of like the, the the new rappers that are coming up right now. You know, they're they, they're kind of yeah. setting that culture, and it doesn't have to be like that. You know? Yeah, they're trying to follow the yeah. way. I don't blame them. And then for anybody else, my biggest advice. I mean, like music is one thing, but my biggest advice is for the athletes. Um, and then the thing was, I definitely came here to talk about branding and talk about management. But the main reason I wanted to get on this podcast is because I'm about to launch a new campaign. Okay. So you're hearing it here first. Okay. Okay. And I definitely would want to get you in on it because I feel this applies yeah, to you sure, too. For sure. So basically, um, I think this is a Montgomery County. So like I heard it here. I heard it a little bit in Bloomsburg, but everybody said it is from like this area. So like, you know, the term like NARP. Yeah. Non-athletic regular person, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we say that as a joke. We throw that around, but I kind of want to switch the meaning up. So I'm going to kind of like freak it out. So I'm creating a campaign called NARP Life, right? It stands for New Athletes Recognizing Potential. Okay. So basically what I don't like about sports these days is of all the people who play, whether they're good or not, only, and I'm being generous, 5% of them end up playing professionally. And that's like all the sports put together. Um. If you don't end up playing professionally, nobody talks about you anymore. I'm going to these L.A. fitnesses and stuff like that, and I'm hearing my name and other great high school and college people's names who don't play professional sports being talked about in, like, a disrespectful manner. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't think that's, that should fly. So basically, I'm starting a campaign, and I'm bringing light to all the people who uh, play the sport, were good at their sport, and that did something else besides basketball, and they're successful at it. And then hopefully that inspires the new generation to use sports. Don't let sports use you. I, I went like to college. Um, I graduated, spent all that money in college. And I'm going to be honest with you. Everything that I know now as far as business, I knew either before or I got it from a book. Uh-huh. So Same. I basically just wasted my money. Same. <laughs> messing around, playing with basketball. Yeah. So I want everybody, when they pick up that ball, don't use your influence for um, – for little stupid stuff like picking up women or trying to get in clubs or like get off uh-huh. or restaurants and stuff like that. Use your influence to like 
force your way into an internship, get plugged on with something else, find a business, use your name for something good. So that's the campaign I'm starting, Narp Life campaign. We got clothes coming out soon. We got basketball tournaments coming out soon. Uh, I got tutors on call that I want to show up at these basketball tournaments and AAU tournaments to teach these kids about how to how to not only stay eligible, but actually learn something that's going to help them after sports. So it's going to be real big. I'm looking to launch that in the spring and summer. Hey, man, you let me know what you need. I'd be happy to help. That sounds amazing. I appreciate it, my guy. I appreciate you coming on, bro. No problem, man. I had to talk to you, my guy. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. We got to link up soon, too, and I'll I'll send you this link to this podcast once I'm done editing it. No problem. You live in Baltimore now? Yeah, man. I'm going to be in Philly this weekend, though. All right, man. I'll hit you up. All right, right, man. man. Thanks for coming on board. Appreciate it. Can't thank my buddy Ant for coming on board to share his journey and what he's working on. And again, thank you to my buddy Chris for supplying the beat. Uh, If you are looking for a producer or any type of beat, uh, you can contact Chris or find him on Instagram at ElevateHire, E-L-E-V, the number eight, and then Hire. He is a grinder man, definitely has a ton of beats to share with you guys but again can't thank our other sponsors as well and all for all you listeners that continue to come back for each episode uh i'll talk to i'll hopefully you know hear from you guys soon any type of feedback and uh until then see you in the next episode